0: Welcome back to Eye to Eye, the digital renaissance podcast. I'm your host, Percy Hornack, and this week I'm here with Grace Mack and Julia Dowd, here to speak about their experiences with the longer performance projects we've been doing inside the digital renaissance, specifically our recent workshop of Jennifer Barclay's Bach and All. Let's dive in. Thank you both for being here today. Uh, I would love if we could start, if you could each tell me about yourself in however many details you would like to share. Hi, my name is Grace Mack. I'm 14 years
1: old. This is my first summer with Andes and my first summer with the Digital Renaissance Project. And also, this is my first podcast interview, so (laughs) we'll
2: see how this goes. So, hi, uh, I'm Julia Dowd. I'm 15. Uh, This is my fourth year with Andes and first year with Digital Renaissance Project. And this is my second time on this podcast, but first time generally on any podcast.
0: So I'm curious to start off with what your experience within the Digital Renaissance project has been like, specifically your work on longer performance pieces like Social Mirror or Thank You for Listening.
1: I'll talk about Social Mirror first because I know that I was just me, Julia. Julia was not in it. Social, social Mirror was probably one of the most interesting things. I've never worked with puppets. I had never done a performance on Zoom before, and toward the end, it was a little bit, a um, little bit hectic, but <laughs> we. He kind all figured out, and the show show was pretty fun. It was a different experience, just, like, staring at my bedroom walls and pretending I was talking to puppets. I felt like I was on Sesame Street a little bit, but, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a different experience than, than doing it in an actual theater because you're like, oh, my God, is my mic on? Am I muted? Am I going to, is my internet going to cut out? Like, all that fun stuff, so... If Julia wants to talk about Thank You For Listening, I'll let her have that
2: one. Sure. I also relate to that, uh, about that, like, hyper-awareness of this kind of thing, because I was definitely hyper-aware of different things in, like, physical theater, but I, I, during Thank You For Listening, I was definitely trying not to make noise when my mic was on, and that kind of thing, worrying that I was muted. And yeah, I thought it was very different and very interesting for me, because I'd never done... Uh, before this year, I've never done work on Zoom, but I had to do a lot of Zoom for school and different things. And so it's very cool to get to further know this platform, as well as to help me learn these skills so that I can take them to other theaters that I'm in and help to create theater as safely as Andy's has created this summer.
0: I'm curious about what like, opportunities you think doing theater over Zoom brings, because of course we know there are challenges and there are, it's very different. doing theater in person but i'm curious about what opportunities what cool uh, ideas can come from working this way
1: one of the best things about doing performances over zoom is that i know for social mirror we did live filters like live snapchat-esque filters that as far as i know you can't do in real life in real time on real theater so that's pretty cool and it just i think being in your own house and trying to find your own materials instead of having costume designers and set people working on you working with you on the in the theater it's uh presents a unique challenge and i think i don't i think i think that's a positive probably people think that's a negative but i kind of like it
2: i think definitely a couple things one like getting into the vibe because you really are in your own home and so i didn't have the chance to have that tech week feel of being in a theater for a while getting to know these people for a while or like physically getting to know them or really getting to get super hyped for a production because i was on for zoom for a couple hours and then i'd be off and it was just my house again so that was a very interesting thing, but I definitely think it was very positive, especially because I think a lot more about angles and a lot more about like body space. And I, I can watch myself a lot more. So it's as if I'm dancing in front of a mirror at dance or just acting in front of a mirror and something. And so it's very interesting. It it might not always be positive to look at myself because I'm always like, oh my gosh, I look so stupid, but, um, <laughs> but Just, yeah, I don't know, it it helped me think about it. And also I have never had to do anything in front of a, well, I have had to do a couple camera things before, but not like serious anything. And so it was really interesting playing with like camera stuff and playing with angles and like people being able to direct you as if they're filming you. So
0: we did a workshop last week of a new play by Jen Barclay called Bacchanal that you both participated in. And I'm curious if you could tell us what your role in that was.
1: So me and Julia were both double cast as the wall, which is sort of this omnipresent role in the play that is the only one, in my opinion, that kind of breaks the fourth wall and contradicts everything about the play and is totally, it's just like totally, just like a random kind of thing, like a wall. Like, Like, I'm so confused, what's the wall doing here? Why does the wall know everything? I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. I've never been in a, a role like that where someone double cast where you had to, where it was, I, I've been in double casting before, but there's the wall is like one character. If that makes any sense, I don't think that makes any sense.
2: But yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because when I try to explain it to people, I, I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't one wall in the house. We were kind of the voices that were like voicing the wall and we were just different voices of the wall. I don't know. I thought it was interesting but I also, I thought the the symbolism behind the show was very interesting a lot of uh, Jen's shows whether they're more hyper-realistic or more like this one which was in a sort of alternate reality they they have a lot of depth and they have a lot of symbolism and this one was very interesting because I could see how it affected me as like a, as like a female person or a person of like LGBTQ plus who's in here and In this world. And they were talking about like how not everybody fits into into society the way that we built society. And the wall sort of represents society of like, these are the walls that you are kept in. And the idea of the show is to break those walls so everyone can feel like they're home and everyone can feel good. And I just thought it was very interesting because it carried a really high level of fantasy show as well as being able to like have deep realism.
0: Julia, I know last year you worked on another one of Jen's plays called Ripe Frenzy at Andy's. Could you talk about a little bit about how this experience was different from that?
2: Yeah, I think a similarity between it was last year I was also playing a character that was sort of representative of something. I, I was part of an ensemble, which I think is really interesting to me in a, a play because it feels like if you're in a play, you're going to have lines, but I didn't have any and I was okay with that. But it was just really interesting. I got to... Represent one of the um the victims in a school shooting by one of the uh, lead actresses or like her character's child and I thought it was very interesting it definitely was very movement based and we were in a similar state of having to all speak as one or all move as one but we also at other parts in the show were real separate people which I didn't necessarily feel in this show because we weren't real separate people and so it was very interesting to sort of play two different characters play a real person and then play a um, a fictional thing and in and Bacchanal it seemed kind of like I was both at the same time
0: for our audience Grace do you mind just telling us what Bacchanal is about Yes, so I'll
1: try to explain this as best I can. So, Bakken is Zelda, who's like the nerd, and then there's, I think she's the mother. There's like three elements, fire, wind, and earth. I can't remember the names, oh my god. Fia is fire, Terra is earth, and Zephyr is wind. And they were invited to this party because this is like, the reason why they're having these parties is because they want to burn down this house. This house, quote unquote, whatever this house is. And... There's a lot of obstacles from stopping them burning down the house. There's the wall who keeps who inter- keeps like interrupting them every five seconds and just like <laughs> making making them all annoyed. And then there's Ryder who is has a connection to Zelda that you will find out in the play if you ever see it. but you ever get to see it. And then then there's Diggs who also you will find out his connection to Zelda if you ever read or watch the play. And it's a story that it's, it's supposed to represent the state of our world right now using this alternate reality. And there are just so many amazing metaphors in this story and so many layers that you have to unpack. It's, it could be interpreted in so many different ways, but the one thing I really admired about the play, was how well she incorporated these fictional characters into real life and real time. Like, I really deeply, I, like, I, could, I never thought that I could relate to the element of fire. I never thought. But Jen, Jen made it possible. So, yeah, it's a really cool
0: play, and I think a lot, I think everyone should see it. Have either of you ever done a play like this before? I definitely have not. Nope. <laughs> definitely have not.
2: Most of the uh, the places that I do theater uh, only do like 50-year-old classical musicals. And so uh, Andy's is kind of right now the only place where I can get this kind of material or any kind of material that is contemporary, relatable, or in any way serious.
0: What was it like working eye-to-eye with the adult performers? Because the cast of Bacchanal was mostly mostly adults, uh, which is unusual for Andes. So I'm curious about what your experience was like working with them on like an even level as opposed to them being there to teach.
1: I thought it was amazing. I I never thought that I would have been given this opportunity to work with professionals ever in my life. This is so cool to see them just like treating us like they're equals was just so mind blowing and so motivating in a way that all the other theater companies I've done have the adults are are running the show always, and then the kids are just kind of like on a on a lower level than they are. But to just watch them up close in their element and watch the rehearsal process for them, and to see how quickly and clearly and cleanly they move through the script, like on a cold read, on a cold, like on a semi cold read, lu- lukewarm read, lukewarm read. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen and I was I was so sad when it was over. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to work with these guys again for a long time. So yeah, it was one of my yeah, that was one of the best experiences ever. So grateful for that.
2: Yeah, I totally agree because I was told that they were professional and like I never doubted that they were professional, but they a hundred percent like sold themselves with the skill and the talent and the respect that they had for Jen and Jared was so cool because I don't know they were just like oh I've always like I really want to work with you and I really like this is so cool and I was like oh that's how I feel and like that's cool we're similar somehow but I yeah it was just amazing watching them as actors and watching them open up as people to be so vulnerable because that's kind of what the show asked of them to literally be themselves sometimes it's a really interesting thing especially when you're like paid and you're in a profession where you have to act like someone else or something else. But I thought it was very cool, and I hope I get to work with them again. And we might get to work with them again in the fall. So I hope, fingers crossed, that that happens.
0: Did you learn anything from the professional actors that you are going to apply to future roles that you play? One thing that I really
1: noticed with the professional actors is I'm just going to use Zelda as an example, the actress. She, when I act, I tend to go into a different tone of voice instead of talking like myself. I talk like this and I talk like this and she just talked like herself so much that when I closed like afterwards when Jen and Jared were talking about like this script or giving us feedback, when she was talking, I closed my eyes and I listened to her voice and like it was her and Zelda like in in one. It just made me, it's just really natural and believable the way she played it and all the adult actors did it. It was kind of themselves playing it. They, they like they were playing it. They weren't trying to be the character, if that makes any sense. I, I just got that vibe from them, and I, I'm gonna try to do that in future plays.
2: I thought that the intention that they put into everything they said was really interesting. Like I took a, um, a Shakespeare course at Andy's last year, and it was really interesting because it was talking about how like you wouldn't keep talking if you didn't have another motive to continue saying what you're saying. And I thought that they really, they enveloped that because they, like, everything, like, Zelda said or everything any character said was just, well, the actor who played Zelda was named Felicia. And she would really put so much, like, power into every word that she said or every sentence that she said that it didn't feel over-enunciated. It really just felt like she was this person and she had had those memories that could really weigh down those words. And I thought it was, like, it was just really cool. They really became, like, they didn't, They weren't, like, overly trying to be someone else, but the, I mean, they're actors, and so it was, they really did, like, I was, I don't know, they're really cool.
0: Do you have, like, can you think of, like, a highlight, a moment from rehearsal or from the workshop that was your favorite moment?
2: I had a couple moments. Um, One of them was not, it was sort of during rehearsal, but it was just when When they weren't other characters, when I could really see them as like the people that they were and they were just talking to each other and like, oh, like I worked with you and like, they were just complimenting each other in really honest ways. And that was really cool to see because I, I don't know, sometimes I find that when I uh, audition for something or when I work with people, it's a very competitive situation and people are like, well, I, I can't actually say anything nice about this person because it demeans me and I have to be the best. And so I just thought like that they all, I hope that they all know how good they are and that they can all feel so comfortable in themselves that they are willing and like that they can compliment other people on other things without feeling self-conscious. And I thought that was really cool. And then, I don't know, there was a point where Jen wanted to incorporate uh, some real stories from our lives or at least some real stories from their lives, as well as just them answering questions and being, their like kind of their honest selves with the audience or at least that was like a test thing and i thought that was really cool because i don't know if they came into it knowing that they'd have to be that honest but they they really ran with it and they really trusted us and i i I thought i don't know i felt that trust and i felt like i could trust them with what i had to say
1: i think just the whole week just seeing how well that the actors and Jen and Jared were taking criticism, was really, it's really humbling to see that even, it's really, it's also, that's also motivating to see that even like the best, like the really good, the professionals can also need like stuff to work, they like, also have stuff to work on and they mess up or they scrub a line and it's like, they're just like, it's another like, they're one of, they're like not one of us, but you know, we can, like, I. Really related to them in that aspect, <laughs> and um, just yeah. Also, with Julia, just seeing how just how kind they were, and like how honest, how selfless they were, and with at um at auditions, everyone was just so like tense, and everyone else was just like laughing and joking, and I was like, "You're gonna be so great, and you're gonna do so great." Yeah, it's just um some really great people in that workshop.
0: Amazing. So to sort of wrap up, I would love if you could talk a little bit, just comparing your experiences on other projects in the digital renaissance with this experience that you had this past week.
1: I think that
0: the one big difference
1: for me between Bacchanal and almost all the other projects that I've done is for the other projects, you know exactly what you're getting into. Like you're going to be here and you're going to make this and we're going to share this. And Bacchanal, I had no idea how this was gonna go. I had no idea what the play was gonna be about. No idea what the people were gonna be like. No idea if I was gonna like it. It was just like a dive off the deep end, right into like this pool of uncertainty. And I was so here for it. It was it was so exciting. And um again, being able to work with professional a bunch of professionals as your co cast was something I've never done before. It's, it's, but
2: it's certainly not at Andy's.
1: So that was the one big difference
2: to me. Yeah, for me, I kind of, I really gravitate toward that sort of feeling of being thrown into something like that. Because uh, ever since I came to Andy's, I learned that I I can do these things. Because in other places, I wouldn't get lines or I'd have to get, like, really, like, you have, like, four months to work on the show. And so I didn't feel that I could do big things or that I had the capacity, but then I did shows at Andy's and there and especially the teen shows and, I, and they were like, okay, you have a week of seven to eight hour rehearsals and then you're gonna put up this two to three hour show. And and so then I really was like, oh wow, like I can memorize these lines and I can do it. And so I don't know. I feel like I was very excited for both Thank you for listening and Bach and all because I knew the the storyline of thank you for listening, but I wasn't sure what part I would play. But I also, um, a couple key differences for me were uh, that like for Thank You For Listening, um, it was a 30 minute show. And so we didn't need as much rehearsal time. So we had five days with about two hours every day and for Bacchanal, we had five days with five hours every day. And it's it really did call each play did really call for different things because thank you for listening. We were just going to perform it and there was some people could like you could read your lines and stuff like that and that was fine but it was yeah it was interesting and it was a smaller show and there wasn't it didn't seem too complex at least for my character I didn't really have to do anything and so I was kind of just sitting there and that was fun but for for Bacchanal there was the tech rehearsals and the the research going into tech and to dance and to vocals and the the idea of the bigger productions that are coming up for the andy's version of the show and possibly another like a professional version of the show with the same people who were in the workshop or with different people and so i don't know i thought that they both had the time that they needed to put together the great shows that they got to put together but i also thought it was very interesting like how that worked out and how we worked out the time that we were given
0: this is, it's funny for me to hear you say that only because of the way you and I met Julia was on URL versus IRL where nobody knew what role they were playing until the week before we did the performances. We didn't even have a script until the week before the performances. So, um, cool. Well, thank you both for taking the time to talk to me. I'm so happy that you had such a good experience on Bacchanal. And my fingers are super crossed for both of you that you get to be a part of it in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Eye to Eye, the digital renaissance podcast. The music is by Dylan Gladhorn, artwork by Raven Bartlett, production and editing by me. See you next week for another dose of Andy's magic.